Now, with Locked In, here's Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. You know, I didn't necessarily intend for the show to lead off this way, but sometimes there's a text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line that's so out of left field that it has to be the first thing that you uh, talk about on the show. Uh, And Parker, I'll just say it. Gunny just texted this, okay? He okay. says, how does Parker sitting in a king suite at the Marriott in his boxers doing radio affect recruiting, Tyler? So maybe some things are better left unknown. I don't know. But out of those three accusations by Gunny, how many of those are true? Two are of you, the three are true. Are you, you in a king suite? which one? Are you at the Marriott and are you doing the show in your boxers right you now? You can decide which two oh, of the three gosh. are true. It's two truths and a lie. I don't know if I'm the ref to, edition. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it the rest of this hour. Not uh, being uncomfortable trying to ponder which two of those are true. I'm hoping it's the King Suite in the Marriott. In the Marriott, I, but I, I I don't know. You really left us uh, wondering there uh, in Orlando, in the state of Florida. How how was the? Uh, sounds like the travel went okay. How's how's the weather down there? I had a much less arduous travel experience than some of my compatriots on the OU beat. I'll say that much. Uh, I did have a delay of about 30, 45 minutes in Dallas when I connected last night. But, yeah, rolled in, got to the hotel at like 2 a.m., got a solid four or five hours of sleep, and boom, off to Brent Venables and Mike Norvell's joint press conference this morning. So uh, it's been a day already. Uh, I'm definitely going to end up taking a nap after the show concludes. But, yeah, we're vibing in Orlando, Tyler. Did anyone ask uh, Brent Venables or Mike Norvell about that awkward uh, roller coaster photo yesterday? No one asked about the roller coaster what photo. Missed opportunity there. Yeah, I agree. Kendall just says he just vomited his lunch. He didn't confirm, Kendall, that he's doing this radio show with his boxers. He just said two of those three things by Gunny are true. Uh, this one from the 918 says, serious question, does Gunny have a job? Yes, Gunny. <laughs> Gunny does have a job, and I think he gets up at like 4.30 every morning. He's just listening to us all day while he's on the job. It's it's the perfect duo, if you ask me. That's the way to do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it coming. 405-651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Hey, we briefly talked yesterday about OU and the, and the job that they were able to do in the state of Florida in this recruiting class, and... I was asking you, I was like, man, when's the last time that they cleaned up this nicely uh, in the state of Florida in one class? I looked today, and, and here's a couple of uh, numbers from you or for you from, from this recruiting class. OU signed three of the top 30 players in Florida. Three of the top 30, that's pretty good, right? And, Not bad. And four of the top 10 in the state of Texas. Those are two numbers that are, are, are probably as good as they've been in – Probably a significant amount of time, maybe ever in the state of Florida, well, three of the top 30. Well, four out of the top 10 in the state of Texas, I would love to know when the last time OU did that was, because that's impressive, Tyler. Because when, when you talk about the state of Texas, that is a deep state from a talent perspective every single year. Signing four of the top 10, that's not something that's easy for any school to do on a year-in, year-out basis. Yeah, including the number one overall player in the state of Texas. And I've been saying this for a few years now because I think it's true. Like When A&M left for the SEC, I think it opened up the state of Texas more than it had ever been opened up in that state's history in terms of recruiting. Because, you know, 20 years ago, 
if there's an elite kid in that state, most likely he's going to Texas, Texas A&M, or OU. Now we're seeing Ohio State get in the state of Texas. We've seen Oregon get in the state of Texas in the past. All these SEC schools. So, you know, it's harder than ever to recruit in the state of Texas. But OU still, for the top ten, man, you'll take that. man. And it's not like it was all spread out over one position. What you got, there's a quarterback in that top ten, there's a safety in that top ten, there's a wide receiver in that top ten, and there's a linebacker in that top ten. Balance. We talk about it time and time again with this class, but that highlights it right there. Yeah, you got a hall in the state of Texas, a hall that any program across the country would love to have in that state. But, man, you also got tremendous balance. And gone are the days when Muleshoe would recruit six wide receivers, three running backs, and a couple offensive linemen, and whatever you get on defense, you get, right? No, this is the new era of Oklahoma recruiting in which you're landing top 100 dudes in pretty much every single position group. Tyler, you got a top 100 quarterback. You got a top 100 wide receiver. You got a top 100 offensive lineman, a linebacker, a defensive lineman, a corner, a safety. The only position group across the entire roster that Oklahoma didn't sign a top 100 player in in this class, Tyler, would be running back. And, oh, all all DeMarco Murray did was sign two blue-chip guys in Dale and Smothers and Caleb Hicks, so it's not as if you came up empty there. Yeah, they, they, they did a good, a good job with that position. I, I just had to laugh, though, man, because I'm, I'm looking at you know all four of the top ten players that OU signed out of the state of Texas, and then I go on Jackson Arnold's profile on 24-7 Sports. Now, we made fun of on three for a while for saying that JFA's comp, yes, and do, JFA's comp is Rex Grossman. It's like, whoa, okay, that's not like a current comp. That's, you know, he played college football 20 years ago at Florida. That's just, okay, that's interesting. Um, 24-7 sports had a very interesting comp for him as well. And I think it's a guy that was uh, designated as a backup quarterback today. They have Washington Commanders quarterback Taylor Heineke as Jackson Arnold's comp on 24-7 Sports. Yes. Like, out of every, like that Taylor Heineke? After every, uh, every quarterback in the NFL that you can pick from. And most of the time, these comps are, you know, they're very aggressive. They're big names, you know. And, like, for Taylor Heineke to be the comp for the number one player in the state of Texas, it was like, really, that's that's the best you guys could do. Okay. Well, okay like, I'll say this. I, I don't love it, but I get it. Just because it's very difficult to project with most players at this point in their career how good they're going to be in the NFL and beyond. So if you're saying long-term Jackson Arnold is Taylor Heineke, yeah, maybe that sounds somewhat ignominious, but think about how many quarterbacks end up being NFL starters, right? At, at any point, let alone a sustained NFL starter across multiple seasons, the likes of which Taylor Heineke has been for the Washington Commanders. And so it's not the sexiest comparison, but it's also not the yeah. most far-fetched. And I, I do see similarities in the way that they play the game, although I do think Jackson Arnold's ceiling is yeah, immensely so. higher yeah. than that of Taylor Heineke. It, it was probably the wrong day for me to see that and the wrong day for me to bring it up because for those that you know pay attention to the NFL, 
I think Carson Wentz was just named the starter for the Commanders uh, in their game this weekend. So bringing up Taylor Heineke being replaced by Carson Wentz for the game this weekend. Yeah, that's that's probably not the best Source timing spot, ever. Huh? Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, text line says, gross. Parker staying at a Marriott? Yeah, I'm staying at a Marriott. Is that What's gross about a Marriott? Uh, Chapstick says, are we sure Parker is even wearing boxers? Dude may be letting the wind blow through freely. All right, you guys are getting <laughs> outrageous now. Wow, okay. Listen, I'm not that unprofessional, okay? I'm, I, I'm by no means the most professional member of the media, but I'm not the most unprofessional either. If there were, if there were Vegas odds on which radio host in this market would host a show completely devoid of clothing – I would not top the list. I um, might not even be top five. I feel like it would be a couple of guys that used to work here, honestly, at one and two on that list. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is monitor Twitter, and I think you can find out pretty quickly who two or three of those dudes might be. I don't know. Oh, I, 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 I think some of you can uh, you know, see where I'm going with that one. Uh, do some other 24-7 comps. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll go and look at some other signing. They don't do it for every player. Like, I don't think Jaquase Petaway had one. I don't think Peyton Bowen had one. Like, the best they could do for Peyton Bowen is, it, hey, we, we project him to be a round two to three draft pick once he finishes at OU. And, yes, I understand that's like, Way too early to do that. You have no idea how he's going to pan out. But for the elite kids, they have comps, and Jackson Arnold got Taylor Heineke. So sorry about that, JFA. Sorry. It is what it is. I can't imagine Jackson cares all that much. Uh, Yeah, probably not. Like Some are saying that um, isn't that more of a compliment to Taylor Heineke. Um, it could be. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I might prefer a comp more of Corey Heineke. Yeah, not the same position, but Corey Heineke, a nice player for OU in the early 2000s. Sure. How much will Texas Tech transfer Reggie Pearson Jr. contribute next year, in your opinion? That's a good question. Uh, Two year starter at Tech. He's got one year of eligibility. How much will he contribute? I think that he will be a contributor next season. Will we? Will he start? Um, we got a long way to go for that because OU's got pretty good players at his position. They but, do, but he he's going to bring some experience. He's a hard hitter. Like I, I definitely think that he's in the group to compete for a starting spot next year. I, I, I think that he can do that. Yeah, certainly, and I think there's strength in numbers in the back end. And so, regardless of who the starter is, you know that the starter is going to be a capable football player, and you know he's going to have guys uh, that can come off the bench and spell him. And you're not going to have a massive drop off. It's not going to be a situation like you had earlier this year, the TCU game, right, where Billy Bowman has to sit out, and all of a sudden. TCU's getting whatever they want against the back end of the secondary because nobody is even close to Billy Bowman's level. No, when you're talking about a room that includes Reggie Pearson and Robert Spears Jennings and Billy Bowman himself, Key Lawrence, a guy like Peyton Bowen who's probably going to play quite a bit as a true freshman, I'm excited about this safety room and how deep it suddenly is in Norman. 
how much of Florida having so many good recruits is because they're from uh, they're from there, and how much of it is because kids from out of state go to IMG? Like, yeah, I mean, it helps Florida that kids like Phil Pachotti leave Pennsylvania to go to IMG, but I don't think that that's totally tipping the scales in Florida's favor. Like, Florida's really good outside of the IMG Academy there. They've got other programs that play at an extremely high level. Yeah, they do. It's not just IMG and everybody else in Florida. That narrative is bogus. And you mentioned the numbers yesterday, Tyler. You gave us the rundown of uh, five stars by state since 2000 or whatever the cutoff date was. But Florida had far and away the most, did it not? Not close. Yeah. not. And that was over – that was since 2000. And, yeah, and, that, and, 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 and it's shifted even more towards Florida the past, you know, 10 years than it did. Like, Florida's always been a top three state, but I, what I'm saying is, is I think that they're even – I don't know. It feels like they have more elite talent on a year-in, year-out basis now than maybe they even did 22 years ago. It, it shifted that much. Yeah, and those numbers don't include IMG transplants, folks. So if Phil Pachotti were a five-star, he wouldn't count towards Florida's five-star tally. He would count towards Pennsylvania's five-star tally. So, again, it's not just the all-star teams and everybody else in Florida. Um, let's hope after all this conversation about Parker and his boxers that he doesn't drop any crystal balls within the hour. <laughs> that would be awkward. <laughs> uh, might do it just for uh, uh, just for the memes. You uh, you guys are on one today. Yeah, let's have fun today. Come on. Last Wednesday was not fun. You guys were not enjoyable to be around on the text line. I'm sure we weren't all that enjoyable to be around after uh, last Wednesday signing day. So, hey, you got a day before the bowl game. Let's let's get it going on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. By the way, um, I do agree with you on something, and it's something that is very important. It had a very short life here in Norman, um, but when PDQ was in Norman, I mm. uh, considered it elite. Mm. Come um, on. It sucks that it's not in Norman Preach anymore. Preach the gospel but, to him, Tyler. Um, for chicken fast food restaurants, PDQ is maybe as good as it gets. So I actually I, do agree with you on that take. I will be uber eating PDQ the minute we are off the air. <laughs> 405, 65, in the Marriott. Yeah, I'm in Marriott room 323 is where I'm at. Bring that PDQ on up. Uh, more of your text coming up next. We'll also discuss uh, coming up this hour. Who's a few classes, a few programs? We're surprised they didn't have a better 2023 recruiting class. We'll continue to look uh, forward for OU recruiting and in the portal as well. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the Homo Sooner fans. The word is spreading, and The Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station. Also listening to us at the same time. Ladera Ranch, California, in our small Oklahoma town of the day is Canton, Oklahoma. Download our free app in the App Store. That's the best way to listen to us for postgame tomorrow night after OU Florida State. Just search uh, KREF in the App Store. That's KREF in the App Store for our free app. You can listen to us wherever you're at on the go. Here's a few teams that I'm surprised they didn't have a better class. Tell me if you agree, disagree, or want to uh, add anyone else. I'm surprised that USC didn't have a better class. They're currently ranked 15. Surprised that Michigan didn't have a better class. They're ranked 17. Um, surprised Oklahoma State didn't have a better class. They're at 63 with no four stars. UTSA had a better class than them. And I'll throw in Florida State at number 19. Agree? Disagree? Want to add anyone else to that list? Uh, I, 
I actually would disagree with you on all. No, three of. I'll say three of four. I'm not surprised that Oklahoma State had a very lightly regarded class. That's just the way they operate. Yeah, they but when you UTSA has a better class than you and no four okay, stars, okay. that well, surprised me a little bit. But Oklahoma State doesn't pay attention to the stars. They never have and never will as long as Mike Gundy's the coach. Uh, Michigan, the reality with Michigan is, and we've said it before, Jim Harbaugh hamstrung himself when it comes to recruiting from now until the end of time when he flirted with the Vikings last offseason. And then as it pertains to Muleshoe, Tyler, we know he can't recruit defense and won't. So 15 is probably right about where he's going to reside on an annual He basis may, but I was led to believe it was the Mecca, and they were going to have top three classes as far as the eye could see. And uh, barely finishing inside the top 15, uh, from what I was told, yeah, it was that surprised me a little bit. Surprised me a lot, actually, after what I heard. I mean, I guess that's fair, but... That's kind of on you for taking Muleshoe at his word. Yeah, I, obviously some some tongue-in-cheek tongue there. But, uh, yeah, Michigan's class is not ranked very high. But I think, like, um, Michigan and, say, in Ohio State, their biggest rival, may go about putting their classes together in a little bit different ways. Like, Ohio State does have the flashy class, man. They're most likely going to have the quarterback. They're most likely going to have the wide receivers because that's what they are as a per- program, right? They are an offensive-driven program with a lot of really good talent at the skill positions. Michigan's not a sexy program like Ohio State. It's kind of the reason why they've been able to beat them as bad as they had the past two years. But, I mean, you're going to see some skill players on Michigan, but I don't know, man. They do a great job of recruiting linemen on both sides of the ball, developing those guys. So, yeah, I I can see your point a little bit about Michigan because they're going to get good players, but they're probably not going to get an abundance of five-star talent on both sides, most likely. No, they won't. And I... That, that will likely be the case until Michigan wins another national championship. I, I say until. Until or unless Michigan wins another national championship. But the the reality is, and it's a harsh reality for Ohio State fans, there's something to be said for just building a roster around guys that know how to play their role, and that's what Jim Harbaugh has been able to do as his tenure at Michigan has worn on, and he started to break through against Ohio State, went from – not being able to crack it against the Buckeyes to now beating them in consecutive seasons. Yeah, and uh, they got a chance to win a national championship, as crazy as that is to say. I was reading something uh, yesterday. Is he like, um, is Tom Crean his brother-in-law, maybe? Yes. Yeah, Uh, Tom Crean was like, he didn't outright say that Jim Harbaugh was scared that he was going to get fired at Michigan a few years ago, but he kind of basically said that he thought Jim Harbaugh was scared that he was going to get fired at Michigan a few years ago, and now he's kind of an, an odds-on favorite to, to play for a championship here in a few weeks, which is it's crazy to think about, man. Crazy to think about. Uh, text line says this. What's up, guys? Coach Venable says he expects approximately 35 new players on the roster this year. We had 25 from high school signed last week, and so far we have four transfers incoming. I guess we should expect about six more transfers to come in in the upcoming weeks. Is that what you guys are expecting? Yeah, that's exactly what I would, ex- what I would expect. And uh, you can take Brent Venable's word for it. He knows the numbers better than anybody. So if he says 35, 35 is about what you can count on. And 
Uh, I would figure the Sooners look to add another offensive lineman or two, another linebacker or two. Obviously, they're in the market for a receiver. But in total, yeah, six, seven more guys to put you right around 35. Uh, I forget about Reggie Pearson. I, I was yep. doing the count the other day. I was like, Deshaun McCullough. Yep. Uh, and it was because he of just Peyton committed Bowen. on the wrong day. Yeah, he did commit on the wrong day. He, he would, he would have had his. Well, I mean, in reality, he did have about 15 minutes of fame <laughs> because of Peyton Bowen. But he commits any other day. That's a lot bigger news than it ended up being. Yeah, and and it's funny that uh, you bring up the transfer portal on the text line because man, all is quiet on the recruiting front and the transfer portal front. Why is that? Well. This staff is all in on this bowl game tomorrow. Um, that's where their sole focus is at, is getting these practices in and all the bowl activities that are going on. Like, I, I think transfer portal chatter is definitely going to pick up once this team gets back late this week. But for right now, I mean, you're kind of sitting around waiting on Trace Ford, but like, who's a wide receiver we should watch out for? Um I mean, maybe you could throw a couple guys out there. It's just it's just really quiet on both of those fronts right now. For, yeah, for uh, Caden, Caden Prather, I would say, definitely a wide receiver to watch out for. And there are others, but uh, Trey Harris obviously went to Ole Miss. Uh, Oklahoma looked to have some juice there for a while, but Lane Kiffin and company were able to sway Harris. So it's kind of back to the drawing board at wide receiver to a certain extent among the guys that uh, I would get to know. Uh, certainly Prather is on that list. And then Dante Thornton is a name that we've thrown around before, too. I would continue to watch that one. Jeez, LD Washington's been taking some heat on social media. Why? Uh, Why? Because Why are people mad at LD? Because uh, Trey Harris goes to Ole Miss. Dorian Singer goes to USC. Dante Cephas, I think, is still out there, but it doesn't look like he's going to commit to OU, so... Okay, let, the let inability to this. get one of those wide receivers, some are placing it all on LD Washington. Let, let me just ask this very bluntly: Do you expect LD to write the check out of his own pocket, or what? Um, no, I'm, I'm guessing that's what USC did for Dorian Singer, and I all but do know that that's what Ole Miss did for uh, for Trey Harris. Correct. So nobody should be mad at LD. <laughs> well, I mean, he could donate. Uh, 75% of his salary, <laughs> Parker, to go get one of these kids. I mean, come uh, on. I can't wait for somebody to quote tweet LD on Twitter and be like, do you contribute to NIL? <laughs> right. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens at, at wide receiver. Um, that, that's, that's why I think it's very important that Marvin Mims comes back next year. The good news with that is I think Marvin Mims is going to come back next year, and I think Dylan Gabriel – is going to come back next year. Now, you're probably asking yourself or saying or yelling at the radio, well, why haven't they announced it yet? My theory, Parker, and I don't think it's very you know out there, I just think that they're trying to build up suspense for an announcement coming up in a week's time or a few days after the bowl game. When I expect both those guys to come back. I think they're just building up the suspense. That's my theory. Yeah, well, and there's a lot more suspense surrounding Mims than there is surrounding Gabriel right now. With Gabriel, everybody's just kind of like, okay, what? like, why? Everybody knows you're coming back, so quit playing. But with Mims, he's got some people worried. I think because everybody realizes what Oklahoma's offense is missing if he's not a component of it next year. Yeah. Chapstick says, are we certain Dylan Gabriel isn't leaving the game of football, at least as a player? He's been playing (laughs) a long time, and the injuries couldn't have been easy on him. I'm wondering if the kid isn't ready to stop playing. I no, I, uh, I uh, he he still wants uh, to play. 
There's yeah. a lot of money to be made in this sport right now, and he hasn't really made it yet. So I don't think he's going to stop now. Like, is, is, there's there was no sarcasm there at all. Like that was totally uh, I, sincere. I didn't I didn't read any in that text. Okay, well, that, okay, well, I, I suffice it to say, my money is not on Dylan Gabriel walking away from football. Uh, I would be very surprised uh, by that. I'd be shocked by that. And if that were the case, I feel like we'd be hearing some um, some rumblings going on that that is a possibility. And yet, I hear none of them. In fact, the uh, scuttlebutt that I hear is that my theory is going to be you know proven to be true here in a few days. Is that it was just building up, and they're both going to announce that they're coming back to OU. That's that's kind of that's just how I see it at this yeah, point, and that's what I expect as well. I think that's what most rational people expect. Um, by the way. I like I say that it's quiet on the recruiting and the transfer portal front for OU. That's not necessarily the case for everyone else in the country because well not everyone is playing a bowl game today or tomorrow. Such as the University of Colorado who just had a 1 and 11 season. They don't really have much to do right now in terms of uh prepping for a bowl game. They don't have a football game till next September. It's just crazy, man. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm very, you know, super surprised. But in these top schools' edits from kids across the country, I keep seeing Colorado, you know? Like, there'll be a kid from – there's a kid from Louisiana that I saw today drop his top four schools' edit. And I, I think it was um, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, and Colorado was the last school listed. It's and like, I will say – I'll say this, Tyler. In the nearly three years that I've covered recruiting, prior to Deion Sanders, not once had I ever heard – any recruit that I had ever conversed with from anywhere with any particular ties at any particular position even mention Colorado as a school that they were remotely interested in. Boy, has that narrative changed over the last month. Yeah. I mean, again, you've got four-star athletes in 2024 from the state of Louisiana Again, he has a top four of like three SEC schools in Colorado. Again, one school does not look like the other in this instance. Dion's recruiting, and he got a commit about 30 minutes ago, I think. They got a 2024 four star defensive line, Eric, uh, Eric Brantley, out of the state. Really? Yeah. E- yeah. That one dropped about a little over 30 minutes ago. Man, he is filling up the boat. Dion's going to do some stuff at Colorado, folks. People need to be prepared for that. Yeah, the, that man's going to be successful. The roster will significantly uh, improve for them next you year think? compared to they, they will not go one and eleven next year. That's that's my hot take. Yes, for the I, I will be season. setting. I will be setting the over under at at least one point five. Yeah, four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Keep it coming on the Air Coverage Solutions text line. We'll get to more of your texts coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app. Ready to tackle the housing market with over 40 floor plans to choose from? To families, help us change the world one smile at a time. To learn more, visit smiletrain.org learn. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. Keep it coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 
405-651-3439. I did see, well, it, this has been a, a few days ago, but Mabry Matower, uh, McCade's little brother, he committed to Wisconsin out of the state of Texas. Yeah. I didn't realize until today, though, that he is the third highest-ranked quarterback for Wisconsin in the internet rankings era. Wow. Well, what, do, what is unfailingly the case at Wisconsin, Tyler? Their offense is antiquated, and it is slow, and it is the opposite of sexy. Well, their new offensive coordinator is one Phil Longo, who just helped engineer Drake May's uh, Heisman finalist caliber season at North Carolina. Now he comes up to Wisconsin, and that is the uh, – we'll see if this is the advent of the up-tempo, spread-out, uh, dangerous offense that has become so uh, ubiquitous across college football. Uh, the offense in the Big Ten West historically has been decades behind – the rest of the nation, but uh, Longo was a guy that Matower had a lot. Matire, Matire, Matire. Got to always constantly remind myself. Matire uh, had a lot of familiarity with Longo. UNC was high on his list, as was Wisconsin. And so when Longo took the Wisconsin job, it was kind of the best of both worlds for Mabry. So he's going to get the opportunity to be the guy up there, and it should provide for a very interesting competition within a couple of years between him and Nick Evers. And potentially someone else. Uh, oh, boy. They are going all out at the quarterback spot. So you got Mabry, you got Nick Evers, sure. But I'm looking at a 24-7 sports article, kind of you know laying out what's going on in the transfer portal with quarterbacks. And apparently Oklahoma State is going after Brennan Armstrong, uh, former Virginia quarterback, Ranks as the number 37 overall player in the 24-7 sports transfer rankings. I guess he took an official visit to Stillwater ahead of the dead period. But OSU is competing with Wisconsin and North Carolina State for Brennan Armstrong. And apparently, like, Wisconsin is really in the thick of that race. Yes, they are. You know, whereas in the past, you know, they've had... Like Scott Tolzien, Jim Sorge, uh, Russell Wilson, like the, like the hardcore. Jim col- Sorge, you like Did you that? Just pull out a Jim Sorge. You reference? like that pull? The Boy, hardcore. That's a, ba- that's a blast from the past. Come thank on, you. Tyler. Yeah, thank you. The hardcore college football fans will recognize and remember some of those old uh, quarterbacks from Wisconsin, but they're they're trying to be a little bit more than uh, just some game managers at that position moving forward. Apparently, full yeah. steam ahead for quarterback play for the Badgers. Well, and we knew this was going to be the case when Luke Fickle took the job, right? It wasn't going to be your granddaddy's Wisconsin football team. And the hiring of Phil Longo was the first step in that direction. I'm I'm interested to see whether it actually takes root in the Big Ten West because there have been efforts to modernize offense in that conference, and those efforts have always failed. There's a reason why Iowa has been able to get away with being a Iowa for the last quarter century under Kirk Ferentz, right? So I don't know. We'll see. Mabry Metallier and uh, Harris Sewell were uh, two of the people I sat uh, like in the same row by during really? the spring game this year. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a who's who. One's gonna go play quarterback at Wisconsin. The other's gonna go play O line at where's Harris Sewell going? Uh, Clemson is that oh, right? He's going to Clemson. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was a star studded row there uh, for the spring game uh, earlier earlier this year. Text line says, Armstrong, strong lean to NC State. 
now that his now that they hired his former offensive coordinator. That's what this text says. Interesting. OSU could really use him um, because I'm not going to totally give up on um, on Garrett Rangel, but boy, it didn't look good this year from him. Yeah, he may need another year. He may need another year just to develop and grow and learn, and he may not need the pressure of being the guy right away for Oklahoma State. So they could do with a stopgap. This text says, where did Oregon finish in recruiting? Oregon finished as the, which they were like number six at one point, um, like a week ago. They're the number 11 class. They fell out of the top ten after the whole Peyton Bowen thing. Yeah, well. <laughs> they still had it. They still had you a good day. Lose a five star, you take a fall. Yeah. It happens. Uh, Sooner soldier, he won't leave because he has no future in the NFL. Talking about Dylan Gabriel, okay. Uh, guy from Guyer, I still don't need the need. I still don't see the need for a wide receiver. We have three I starters coming back, two redshirt freshmen who are expected to contribute, and a hot shot new recruit. How would a new receiver fit in? IMO he won't, part of the reason why Thea Weiss left. I, I hear you. I, I, I actually agree. I do, Guy. I agree. I Okay, I, I can get on board with that opinion if Nick Anderson is ready to play a big role next year, if Jaden Gibson is ready to play a big role next year, if Jaquaze Petaway is as advertised, but... I thought there were some games this year where the wide receivers, simply put, played very poorly. And they are allowed to get better this offseason and play you know, a, a much more consistent next year. But I didn't think that they played great in the West Virginia game. I didn't think that they played – I didn't think they played well at all in the Oklahoma State game. I thought that they played bad. So, I, I don't know. I, 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 I can see some value in adding another high-level wide receiver. I don't want to take a guy just to take a guy. Um, but I, I, I can see the value of trying to go get a or, – or when they were trying to go get a Dorian Singer, Dante Cephas, or one of those guys. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the only guy of consequence that you lost in that room, if he even is a guy of consequence, is Theo Weiss. Right? You bring back Marvin Mims. You bring back Jalil Farouk. Drake Stoops is coming back. Gibson and Anderson are going to have another year under their belts. I, I really like where this wide receiver room is at, and I'm not saying you – shouldn't take another wide receiver i'm not saying i have some aversion to taking another wide receiver i'm just saying i don't think that's a necessity going into 2023 uh we only had three wide receivers that were any good this year says peyton that's putting a lot of stock in freshmen and redshirt freshmen well all the, the those three guys are all coming back so again what do you need to replace? Hey, here, Virtually nothing. Here's the thing. Like you can feel however you want about the wide receivers right now. And I, I mean I think that this is goes to best case scenarios for tomorrow. You may feel a little bit different about the wide receiver position tomorrow night. If Jaden Gibson in, in that depth chart that was released, he was uh I, I th- he was on the two deep, and I want to say Nick Anderson was as well. One of those two guys play really well, like Jaleel Farouk level in the Alamo Bowl last year, or both of those guys play well. I think some that are, I'm not down on the wide receivers, but some like where I'm at with the wide receivers could feel a whole lot better about things moving forward if one, if one of those two guys play well. No, I agree with you. And I think there will be opportunities for both those guys to leave the fan base enthusiastic about their future. 
I'm I, I'm excited for Nick Anderson in particular because I think that's a guy that could have contributed a lot this year had he been fully healthy. Uh, I love this one from uh, Sioux City Sooner. I live in Iowa, and in parentheses, idiots out walking around. (laughs) (laughs) And the Hawkeyes are absolutely the most boring trash team in college football. I'll take six and six Sooners over that mess any day. The Iowa Hawkeyes did lose to the Nebraska Cornhuskers in their final regular season game. That was not the best look. Yeah, the Mickey Joseph Nebraska Cornhuskers at that. Not uh, great. Yeah. Uh, Doug from Norman is checking in from Southern oh California, visiting uh, the number one son and attending the Rose Bowl with the number two son who attended Utah. Haven't forgotten that I owe Parker next year, Athlon's College Football Magazine. Happy New Year. Hey, thank you, Doug. I appreciate Did you. Did you win what a bet, bet or something? Yeah, we. I won a bet. I can't remember what the bet was. Um. It was something that was just like, it was something really simple, like, oh, man. It had to do with whether somebody was going to start or who was, I think it was, it might have been who would be, uh, no, it wasn't the Barnes major bet. I forget. Doug will have to refresh my memory. I'm sure he will on the text line. I see JFA's comp as Jared Allen. Thoughts? Are you talking about the Jared Allen that wore number 69 for the Minnesota Vikings and was a defensive end, or do you mean Josh Allen? I don't know. I, neither, because there's only, there's only one Josh Allen, and Jared Allen, that's certainly a, uh, a stretched comparison, to say the do least. Do we know for sure if uh, JFA's plan is to wear number 69 at quarterback, like uh, Jared Allen? Well, he he oh, would, didn't play quarterback, but you know what I mean. Wouldn't that be iconic? We need more enormous quarterback numbers, i.e. Devin Gardner wearing 98. Yeah. Shea Patterson wearing, what was it, 20? Yeah, the hefty lefty, Jared Lorenzen, wore 22 at Kentucky. Come on. Yeah, give me more of that. God, the, our, give me more of that. Our early 2000s quarterbacks that we are throwing out today is PDQ elite, is what I would say. I, oh, it's, it's top notch. Dude, you are like 15 minutes away from PDQ. Unbelievable. Wow. I have not eaten PDQ, Tyler, since March 15th, 2019. Mm. It's going to be a glorious evening. Uh, Doug says it was whether Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold would start the season for Carolina. Ah, that's what it was. Yes. Good thing you didn't bet who would start the last game for Carolina. Yeah, that's true. You bet who would start the first game. I won that (laughs) bet, and that's about all. Uh, All right, text line 405-651-3439. We'll get to more of those coming up next. We'll close up locked in on the other side. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort St. Joe's has provided a path to a brighter future through education for Native American children. Learn more at stjo.org today. Anybody uh, up for some really good news before uh, Parker gets out of here and we get to the rush coming up at 3 o'clock? Anybody in the mood for some really good news? Because we have some as we close up Locked In. Uh, According to his Instagram page, it would seem as if Trace Ford has just committed to Oklahoma. Not USC, not Auburn, not Oklahoma State. Trace Ford uh, looks like he just uh, committed to OU. 
That's a big get. The illustrious University of Oklahoma wins a head-to-head recruiting battle against Mule Shoe. <laughs> for a defensive player, go figure, right? How about it? For a de- Exactly, for a defensive player. And the agenda is supported once again. Wow. Okay. USC apparently had a uh, nice little offer on the table for Trace Ford, but he says Oklahoma kid, he's staying in the uh, state of Oklahoma. He's playing for the Sooners next year, which I I know I'm looking way too ahead of things, but um, (laughs) that's not going to be easy for him, most likely, uh, playing in Bedlam against his former team, but who who cares about that right now? He is a guy that – is he going to be a starter next year? I don't know. We'll see how spring ball goes for him, you know, coming off some of these injuries. But he is absolutely a guy that I think will be in the rotation up front on the defensive line. It's a good get. It's a really good get. And, yeah, much has been made of the multiple ACL surgeries and how much does Trace Ford realistically have left in the tank. Well, look, he's got enough left in the tank that Brent Venables and Todd Bates are willing to add him to their room and trust that he can be an impact addition. So this is one of those deals where you trust the coaching staff and you look at the other schools that were after Trace Ford. It wasn't as if his only option was to come to the University of Oklahoma. This is a legit win on the recruiting trail for OU. And this is going to be a really... It's going to be a really nice addition to the interior defensive line. Or, I'm sorry, to the defensive line, not the interior, because he's a defensive end. But... Uh, really good get for Brent Venables and staff and something to feel good about even if the bowl game doesn't go your way tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I, look, I, th- th- they are adding more talents on this team. Um, yes, most of it is is young. A lot of it is young talents. Uh, most of it's unproven. But, you know, adding a guy like Trace Ford, he's kind of a seasoned vet, and he's had success at this level before. Deshaun McCullough, has had success at this level before. Reggie Pearson has had success at this level before. So, look, I'm not going to sit here and promise anyone that they're going 11-1, and but it does feel like, Parker, with this recruiting class, now with their fifth portal edition and more to come, more talent is going to be on the roster next year than we saw this season. I, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, and I'll add this, just because I know it for a fact. USC thought they had Trace Ford. I'm sure they did. I mean... They thought it was a done deal. I thought it was a done deal for a minute there. And then all of a sudden, middle of last week rolls around, come to find out Oklahoma's still hanging in there fighting the battle for Trace Ford. And lo and behold, in the end, they win. Good day. We brought it up yesterday, man. It had been like 10 days since he had tweeted out that his recruitment was done. We both thought that that was a promising thing for OU. And I think maybe on, like, day 11 after that tweet, he finally picks OU. So the longer that that timeline got extended out, the better for OU. Uh, That's good news today. That'll do it for Parker. Travis joins me on the Friday Rush on Wednesday. Coming up next, keep it locked right here on The Ref. 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA, The Ref Sports Radio Network. Do you or your loved ones need health insurance? Call the insurance experts at Allison Insurance. Bob and Robert Allison have over 75 years of combined experience and their team wants to ensure you that they have the healthcare solutions to fit your needs. 
Call 405-745-2968 and they can help you with Medicare supplements, your HSA, and more. Get the best insurance for you and your family by calling Allison Insurance today at 405-745-2968. Hey, it's Chris Plank, and if you're needing someone that can help with maintenance, give my guy Gary Cavins and his crew at Cavins Maintenance a call. The good things about Cavins is they can complete multiple tasks for you and your business, and it comes from just one place. There's no need to have multiple people and companies when Cavins can complete it all for you. They can work with your insurance and guide you through the entire process. Check them out in Norman, OKC, Tulsa, Stillwater, and Dallas. Visit CavinsConstruction.com and let them help you today. The world is full of anchors meant to keep you in place. But the good news is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them. So every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Twas the night before Christmas and the pipes were leaking. Toilets backed up and boy it was reeking. Santa dropped down the chimney of brick, took one sniff and exclaimed, Your plumbing smells sick! Never fear, you can call a team of pipe scholars who'll clean out your drain for just $99. Call Air Comfort Solutions at 405-721-3740. Merry Christmas to all and to all a dry night. Hi, I'm Lainey Phillips, Vice President for Armstrong Bank in Norman. Armstrong